The first thing I need you to do right now is just acknowledge you have an inner child. Again, even if you don't understand everything about it or you don't have a big glaring wound or a big glaring unmet emotional need, there was something there that needs to be healed, okay? Just think back, like, okay, is there a part of you that feels like, even if you feel like it's not safe for you to play or have fun or be silly or spontaneous or show your emotions, even positive emotions, joy or heavier emotions like anger, you know, just feeling into this. Also like physicality, affection, like did you receive hugs, kisses, cuddles enough? Like, okay, again, no shame and blame for our parents, but just thinking aware, okay, hey, inner child, yeah, nice to, nice to see you. you. We've been hanging out for a long time, but I didn't really acknowledge you and that wasn't really cool of me. So, hey, I see you. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic RX Radio. I am your girl. I am your guide, your high vibe, hype woman, cosmic consultant, Maddie Murphy. Uh, back with another episode. Today, we're diving into a solo cosmic coaching episode where I break down one of the coaching tips, tools, techniques I use with my clients based on the zodiac season, based on the wheel. So we are in Pisces season, so we are going to be talking about how to love and heal your inner child today. Ooh, we, this is a huge, huge conversation. This could be a whole podcast, like podcast, its own separate, like branded podcast of just a year of talking about this, but I'm going to break down the fundamentals, the beginner, and just some powerful, actionable tips as always. So if you're watching this and it's in Pisces season, great. This is the time in the sky that it is our cosmic assignment to do this. If you're listening to this and it's not Pisces season, then this will still help you understand yourself, especially the part of your chart that Pisces rules, whether you have planets and placements there or whether you just have a house that is ruled by Pisces, okay? And that's what we're all about here. More self-knowledge, more self-actualization, more self-empowerment, more self-liberation so you can just be yourself, love yourself, and go do the damn thing out in the world. Who is with me? Inner child healing, let's get it right into it. Today, I'm going to talk about you know what the inner child actually is. We hear this a lot. It, it's, it, it's a lot, especially on the Instagram memes and the spiritual or you know psychological psychiatry conversations out there, but I'm just going to break down what it is and give you some pointers of how to tell how to spot if your inner child is wounded and therefore maybe self-sabotaging the game, right? And then of course, I'm going to leave you with some actionable tips so you can begin to get to know your inner child, integrate, heal, and step into a place of wholeness, right? Sound good? All right. You know, these cosmic coaching episodes, you might want to get your pen and paper out if you're like me, because your girl is going to be dropping some cosmic truth bombs. Okay. What is the inner child? First of all, Let's just talk about this was 
definitely this term is all the rage in the self-growth circles, self-improvement circles, but it's not new, okay? This term was coined by the late psychiatrist Carl Jung. He departed from his teacher Sigmund Freud, these two knuckleheads. This is not a new term. It is used very prominently in a lot of circles. It comes from the psychotherapy world. Carl Jung has helped me a lot in understanding through tarot and astrology how we weave together with psychotherapy. He is a wee bit problematic. He allegedly stole some of his concepts. I think he also like, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. We can do a follow-up episode on Carl Young if you ever want, but I just want to acknowledge that. But like most people who came before us, they provided some really good resources and they have some questionable things they did. So Carl Jung, inner child psychotherapy. Now, the psychological definition that he talks about is a sub-personality of yours, a sub-persona of yours that lives in your unconscious mind. There's a part of you that you're not really aware of, but is actually very much running the show. We're going to talk about the psychological aspect, but that's obviously not my forte. We're going to talk more about the spiritual component. Yes, I took psychology in undergrad, social psychology also, but you know, your girl, she's not a doctor, could not really go that path for a lot of reasons. So here I am as your spiritual advisor and consultant, and I want to talk to you because talk therapy is amazing. So many of my clients are badass therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, mental health facilitators, and that is a huge part of what we need to do, unwinding the thoughts that not around, creating awareness, giving ourselves tools. But as many of us know from our healing journey, that's just a part of it. We also have to go into the spiritual component. And for me, your inner child also has a place that like lives within your body, your energetic, emotional, spiritual body. So the talk therapy is great, but we also have to understand how we heal and integrate on those levels too, okay? And this was really what helped unlock for me some wild inner child breakthroughs. And now I've used it to help hundreds of my clients. Inner child lives in this energy house. And specifically, your inner child lives in your lower three chakras, which we know as the root base chakra, our sacral chakra, and our solar plexus. And these are our foundational chakras. So when the inner child is not healed, yeah, it's going to affect every part of us because those are our foundational base parts of ourselves where we find our security, where we find our freedom, creation, and our personal power. So especially your first chakra, I'm going to talk about that a lot today, your root base chakra, the lower chakra, the red one, right at the base of the spine, our inner child lives here. Every chakra is associated with a developmental age, and this one is associated with the first seven years of life. Okay, so what I'm going to say here is just if you've done this or worked in therapy already, amazing. Now let's bring in the spiritual component. Let's look at this root base chakra. It is developed in utero. It is the first chakra that is developed. It connects you to your everything, to your life force, to creation, to God, to the universe, to your mother. It is the base of everything. It is your whole system. So if it is running out of alignment, out of whack, it's just not going to feel good. I want to have a disclaimer before I start to begin. Um, I want to talk about how we can tell if our inner child needs to be healed. I just want to say if you have gone through major trauma, whether that's sexual trauma, physical trauma, emotional abuse, neglect, or you suspect you may have, you don't totally know. I want to say before doing this work, I want you to work with a trained 
facilitator who is certified in trauma-based work. And I would recommend working with a therapist who has a spiritual background and a you know, psychiatrist or working in tandem with two people who have that, you know, the mental health component and the spiritual health component, trauma-based work counselors. If any of you have someone amazing you work with that does this, DM me. I would love to include them in the show notes or in future episodes. But I just want to say that disclaimer because inner child work can be really intense, right? So just getting that out of the way, super important. So our inner child, how does our inner child show up? What does this even mean, this term? We have to obviously acknowledge that there is this part of us, even if we are grown, even if we are taking care of business, even if we are running a Fortune 100 company out there, killing the game, or just being a boss bitch, there's still a part of us that's just this inner child. And it lives in our physical body, our emotional, our mental psyche, and sometimes it really shows up in our relationships in a really definitive way, and sometimes even a defiant way. And guess what? Our inner child really shows up in our inner world, in our chatter, that old inner dialoguing. They say that your inner dialogue is basically you hear your first primary caretaker's voices and then your inner child's voice. So any of you have been really in a pickle working with your inner talk, then inner child work is one of the best ways to get to the root of why can't I get out of these certain ruts? Why can I not stop you know, feeling guilt, shame, or blame? Why can I not stop <clears throat> being so hard on myself? So this is it. Inner child, another way it shows up is our inner talk, okay? That's super big, and it's something I don't always see talked about, so I just wanted to bring light to that. I also want to point out that the way the inner child shows up isn't always bad, right? Sometimes inner child work has this like ominous tone to it, but our inner child also shows up as genuine awe and wonder and elation and enthusiasm for life when we discover something new that lights us up. You know, we think about, we look at children, we look at the first few years of their life, every stimuli they experience, everything they do is just, they're so open and curious and amused. So this same thing happens to us as an adult, like, right? Like when we travel to a new place, we meet new people, we get a new toy to play with, or we're in a magical moment when we just appreciate the beauty and intelligent design of the nature of our universe, whether that's through looking at the stars or a sunset or the moon, or just making something we're really proud of. This is when we get to embody that childlike wonder. Oh, it is like doing cartwheels in our tummy. It's an exhilarating flutter in our heart. Our mind feels open and we just can't help but smile and feel silly. And this is what we want to call in more of through healing our inner child, okay? And of course, our inner child is the first thing that comes out when we are tense, tired, triggered, re-traumatized, or even just hangry. And the way it shows up during conflicts and challenges, yeah, that, that it's the first thing that's going to come out when, when we feel wounded, when we feel threatened. So it is important. It is important to do this in our child work. And I know for myself, I was kind of aware of this. And again, I wanted to validate that you don't have to have a capital T traumatizing childhood to feel into this. My childhood was beautiful. I had very loving parents. Obviously, you know, we're all dealing with our own stuff, but there was some stuff. I'm not going to talk about it here, but, you know, some fighting, some things were just a little, you know, unsettling for that root chakra part of me. But I was, you know, as I got older, my mental linear logical part of my brain was like, that wasn't that bad, Maddie. You, know, you weren't, you had food on the table. People loved you, like get over yourself. 
wrong answer that does not help her inner child. That is actually just ignoring her inner child once again. And that does not feel good. And that will show up in self-destructive patterns. So we want to avoid that. So I just want you to think about even if you, first of all, you might not even remember the trauma that happened to you because yeah, ages zero through seven, we really can block that out and disassociate as a protective measure. You also don't have to Again, anything, when you're an inner child age, I remember going to my health school and they did this demonstration years ago, this big blank canvas, right? And they're like, this is you, this is your consciousness, this is your awareness, this is your perception of the world when you're younger. And then they just splattered some paint on the canvas. And they're like, see how those first few splatters, they're making a really big impact on this canvas. And then you grow up in life and you're pouring more paint on this canvas. So yeah, those things that happen to you, the insults, the feelings of neglect, the feelings of abandonment or rejection or whatever it is, they're not hitting as hard, right? Like someone right now could make fun of me for something or ignore me. And yeah, it's going to hurt. And yeah, I'll be a little sassy. But you know, I'm going to take it to Twitter. I'm going to take it to my therapist. I'm going to take it to my friend group, my group chat, and I'm going to move on with my day. But when that happens, when you're three, when you're one, when you're six, that leaves a lasting impact. So that's why we can never underestimate what may have been perceived as a huge life-shifting or security-threatening to our inner child. And I did a shadow work episode in Scorpio season that pairs very well with that, with this whole concept of inner child healing. So, you know, listen to that also if, if you want more information. I also want to talk about, we're not going to get into it today, maybe it'll be more of like a Leo season RX, but I do want to talk about teenager. Inner teen healing is super important. So if you've been doing this inner child healing game, you've been running this game and your feet hurt, then time to switch shoes and go into inner teen healing. Because, oh my God, I was on a journey of inner child healing, six, seven years, great, wonderful. And then bam, the universe hit me with like, and now it's time to heal your inner preteen and early teen Maddie. And I was like, okay, yeah, she has some things to say to me. So just as why there are multiple levels to this, there is a lot going on. And I just want to say that again, the ways it shows up, our parents are doing the best they can with what they had, but you know, our primary caretakers, but again, this can go all the way up to real like heavy things like verbal, physical, sexual, emotional abuse. And again, if you're in that world, counseling professionals are your best friend. Please go that route. But again, these things can be even just mocked for interest that you liked. It could be being left in the grocery store when you're young. It could be having a temper tantrum at a TJ Maxx and your you know, mom grabbing you up by your collar and telling you you're an embarrassment when you're just feeling the feels as we do as humans. It could be someone on the playground saying you smell bad. It could be making fun of the food you brought in for your birthday. It could be so many things. And again, this is not talk therapy. We can go into that. You can go into that in talk therapy. Weave, 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 try and find you know this thread where it started from. But in this spiritual conversation, we're just here to acknowledge, <laughs> yeah, that happened, that exists, that shows up. I'm feeling that. I'm carrying that emotionally and energetically. And I, I, I don't want to carry that anymore. And I'm ready to heal any holes, any patches in my field, in my energy field, in my heart that were ruptured as a child, right? And that's the beautiful work we get to do as an adult. It's like we are a warrior for our inner child, okay? So some signs, just going to rattle off some things here because again, it's hard. if you're like me and you're like, I don't know if it's that detached Virgo energy or just that get through it Irish freaking survival mode I can be in, 
I just want to say, you know, here's a rattling off a list of things you might be feeling or patterns you're dealing with that may indicate that you are ready to start your ICH, your inner child healing. Okay, inner child healing can help with feelings of inadequacy. If you are a people pleaser, this was the big thing, my big red flag, red alarms, all the red alert bills, like everything popping up because I had such people pleasing. Oh God, the people pleasing. That was directly tied to my inner child work I had to do. Also just a feeling of inherent worthiness that you're never good enough. You don't deserve things. Just you almost deserve to be punished or whatever. If you're uh, attracting unhealthy or toxic partners over and over again, bam, inner child healing. Got to get to it. Body issues, low self-esteem, a disdain, a contempt for your physical body, a distrust of yourself or others, and needing to overachieve or prove yourself to others and needing to live in perfection mode where you're above reproach and people can look at you and not have one thing bad to say about you. Again, if you just struggle to say no, kind of in the same lines with people pleasing, but boundaries of just saying no in general, um, even having boundaries with yourself, super big sign. We need inner child healing, being overly self-critical. If you have difficulty starting or finishing things, a fear of being abandoned, a fear of attachment to others, not wanting to express your emotions. And if you just have a general feeling of like that you're just too much in some capacity, too emotional, too dramatic, too much, whatever it is, if you feel that way, it's time to enter this journey with curiosity, openness, and awareness and dive into our inner child. And likewise, again, just things that if you're addicted to drama, if you experience anxiety whenever you're contemplating doing something new, if you, back to my Zone of Genius episode, if you feel like it's unsafe to feel joy or pleasure or excitement, like if you feel guilty when you stand up for yourself or take time for yourself, oh my God, this was a big one that I had to deal with. Also, inner child trauma very much weaves into like religious trauma. So if you feel like you're a terrible quote unquote sinner or something is fundamentally wrong with yourself, Again, these are just all signs. I like to approach it from all different angles because it's just hard to know. Your inner child, it's so much a part of you. It's so behind the driver's wheel of what you're doing. We also are so unconscious to it that it can really just take us over in ways we don't even realize. And we're chasing our tails, trying to fix different things in our life when really it's just our inner child beep, beep behind that wheel, honking the horn, trying to get our attention, okay? So the first thing I want you to do, and this is like more of just the awareness, like the, the vibe we want to be in, and I'm going to give you some actionable tips of how we can begin to do this. The first thing I need you to do right now is just acknowledge you have an inner child. Again, even if you don't understand everything about it, or you don't have a big glaring wound or a big glaring unmet emotional need, there was something there that needs to be healed, okay? Just think back, like, okay, is there a part of you that feels like, even if you feel like it's not safe for you to play or have fun or be silly or spontaneous or show your emotions, even positive emotions, joy or heavier emotions like anger, you know, just feeling into this. Also like physicality, affection, like did you receive hugs, kisses, cuddles enough? Like, okay, again, no shame and blame for our parents, but just thinking aware, okay, now, hey, inner child, yeah, nice to, nice to see you. you. We've been hanging out for a long time, but I didn't really acknowledge you and that wasn't really cool of me. So, hey, I see you, okay? This is, the, this is the first step. Nothing can happen without this step. And then before we get into the step-by-step, another disclaimer, big overarching thing I want us to think about is we're gonna use our triggers as a guide. 
All right. So, oh my God, so many things in the society. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Yeah. I'm happy we have a word for that. Thank God. Cause I didn't know what to call that years ago. And sometimes it feels it's important and it feels safe to avoid triggers. And I do want to honor that. And I've had to do that. But other times when you are triggered, when you are driving your car and you see a mother helping their child in a way or yelling at their child and it triggers something in you or you're watching a TV show or you're at your friend's house or your partner says the wrong thing to you at the end of a long day and you are triggered as fuck, I want you to actually be curious and look into be like, wow, did I have a kind of seemingly like disproportionate reaction to the thing that happened and it blew up something again, triggered something inside of me? Did I have big, big mad feelings over that? Big sad feelings over that? Mm, what is the underlying emotion there? What's the thing under that? Because rarely is it about the thing that happened. It's the underlying thing that's been sitting there, lying dormant, waiting, covered in gunpowder and flammable fluids, waiting for that trigger, for that spark. So finding ways to stay curious and using these triggers as a guide, again, in a safe way. Please don't put yourself in harm's way, but we're doing that, okay? And the last big disclaimer I'm going to make about starting inner child healing And this is not going to feel good to my people pleasers, to my sensitive people, to my empaths, to all of those is you're going to have to put yourself first during this process. Okay. You're going to have to treat yourself well. You're going to have to make space to feel all of your emotions without judgments. You're going to have to rest when you need to. You're going to have to hype yourself up in a mirror. You're going to have to find things that empower you or rejuvenate you. You're going to have to say no to certain people, projects, activities. You're going to have to speak positively to yourself. You're going to have to make this a priority and you're going to have to put yourself first to do that. Are we ready? Are we open to these three things? Are we open to just acknowledging our child, using our triggers as our guide and putting ourselves first? If so, then we can begin to do get into some actionable tips. Okay. Now these tips they're not, I, I say tips, they're, so, they're more like guidelines or huge jumping off points. These aren't like a one-time 30-second, you know, reset to like heal your inner child. These are things that are going to take patience, repetition, and consistency, okay? We're going to be gentle with yourself. It might be hard. It is going to be hard, but it is so rewarding. And you're doing this for yourself, but you're also doing this for all the relationships in your life personal, professional. If you're choosing to have children, you're doing this for your children and their children. And that's why it's effing hard because it's high impact. Okay. So let's get into our tips. Okay. So first step of inner child healing, besides the things I just talked about, you know, we're going to talk a lot about reparenting in a moment, but before we even get to that, I want you to set an intention to practice more mindfulness and to practice breath work, and even just connecting to your breath throughout your day. This just helps us move out of the head, deal with the stresses of life, and really be able to move out of that fight or flight place, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, which is very connected to our inner child, okay? And when we're present, we can be curious about the present. We can listen to our emotions. We can process, right? We become like the chill still lake instead of the, the storm, So just checking in with your five senses, noticing one thing you see, one thing you smell, one thing you hear, one thing you taste, one thing you feel, practicing deep breathing throughout the day. And especially as we go through anything where we're triggered or we're doing this work. Okay. So that's just a physical, spiritual, emotional tip. That's very important. Again, a lot of our inner childs come from reactions. You kind of trigger us into one of those parasympathetic responses. 
So it's just good to know like deep breaths and mindfulness are your best friend in this process. And it's such a gift. And now we're going to get into a lot of the tips are based around reparenting. So this is like a a larger, again, subject issue, something you can dig into. But reparenting, what is this? It's just a way of nurturing your inner child, of giving your inner child the things that they didn't have growing up with the goal of healing these really ingrained historic wounds and helping yourself break negative patterns of behavior. And the four pillars of reparenting are discipline, joy, emotional regulation, and self-care. So these are the things we're going to be coming back to helping, you know, each of these reparenting inner child healing tips are going to help us come back to one of those four things or multiple of them. Okay. Okay. The first thing that I want you to think about in terms of that really reparenting work is we're going to be writing and connecting into and listening to your inner child. We, We have the awareness, we met them, we acknowledge them. And now we want to really create a dialogue that is open and warm and welcoming and showing that you are listening to your inner child and you're showing compassionate attention to them, AKA to yourself. So writing them a letter and you know, some prompts that again, if you're like me and don't know where to start sometimes, some prompts, what are some things you wanted a trusted adult to tell you at that age, at an age you're thinking of? What is something kind you can say about yourself? How can you forgive yourself for not knowing then what you know now? How can you release the shame of what you've been through? What wisdom does your inner child want to teach you? What do they want to tell you? And again, like what, what do they most need from you in this moment? And just being open, being curious, okay? To that, writing that letter, starting that process, it opens up a dialogue. Creating the safe space for you and your inner child to express yourself honestly, without judgment, without feeling like a burden on anyone, without you know that fear of taking up space, without any expectations from the outside world. This is just like you're sitting down with them, pouring them a glass of chocolate milk or something, and just asking them like how they're feeling today. That could even just be the prompt, right? And just the key of this is allowing your inner child's perception of their own experiences to come out without filtering it editing it or correcting it. If they are feeling mad as fucking hell, let them feel that without guilt, right? If they're feeling great and excited for something, even though it may seem silly, let them feel that, all right? That this is the big key in that. And there's so many ways you can continue to do this lettering. You can use even the gestalt like method to have a dialogue with your inner child through a conversation between like an adult and, and you know talking to an adult as you'd want to as an inner child. Those are ways you can go deeper, but the journaling, the letter writing is a big first step. And then another way, a great way of healing your inner child beyond like doing letter writing and journaling is doing something creative, okay? There is something about all of us when we grew up, we were just inherently intrinsically creative. We made, we drew, we colored, we had our imagination, we're doing, you know, chalk paint on the sidewalk, whatever, whatever chalk on the sidewalk we just had our imaginations and we were allowed to be free in that. And then at some point, a lot of us, not all of us, but at some point we feel like that's not safe anymore, right? So being creative is a way of connecting into that part of your mind and that part of your yourself that is just free to be who they are and to, you know, let things flow out of you and to be in that place of like awe and wonder we talked about in a place of freedom. So finding something you can do that is creative, that helps you embrace your emotions and give them a channel. And something where, again, we're not worried about the finished project. This is not like a DIY, making a YouTube TikTok of it. This is just 
for yourself, for you and your inner child to get lost in the art of creation, right? It's so healing. Trust me on this. The reason why we talk about Pisces season and healing and art and music, they all go together. All right. So next tip, connecting into nature and collecting things. This is like nature, but plus a thing. Listen, I know a lot of you listening were little witchy kids running around and collecting shells and rocks and making potions and little altars on your windowsill. I, I realized all of a sudden one day, I was like, I've been making altars my whole life everywhere I went with just rocks and seashells and found items. And there is something about collecting things. I think because you're in nature, but you're slowing down enough to like look for the shiny trinkets, you know, some beach glass or a cool, my sister and I were on the beach and just having a nice slow beach walk. And I found this little like glass, like mushroom, like bead. I don't know. It was freaking magical. Okay. And there's nothing practical about this. This is just something we do for the pure experience, for the magic, okay? So collecting things. You can also collect other things. You can collect books. Like there's something about like every kid has a collection, right? Troll dolls, cars, you're collecting like Pokemon stuff. Because I don't know, something about collecting things is a very much connects to your inner child energy. So I say, you know, start in nature collecting things, but maybe there's a, a hobby of yours or an interest or just something that makes you excited to see around you start a collection. All right. Again, we're healing our inner child. This is not about like the psychiatry, the psychology of it. This is just things that connect us back into that energy of being one with our inner child. So the next thing that I want to share with you that has really helped me personally is, you know, I'm going to bring up astrology. All right. So getting to know your birth chart is a love letter to yourself. Getting to know a birth chart is such a huge part of self-development, self-love work. But I'm going to give you some specific points in your chart that you can look up. Again, we can do a whole separate episode about what this means, but just jumping off points. Obviously, your moon, you need to get to know your moon, what it needs, what it desires, what it needs to feel safe and secure. In our Magic of You course, we talked a lot about your moon sign and like the emotional needs. And we talked about an affirmation to tell your moon sign, something you need to hear as a child, like based on the sign of the moon, getting to know the shadows of your moon. Okay. Some other things that I want us to think about. I want us to look at our fourth house, our IC, Imam Kolai. It's at the bottom of your chart, the base, the root, just like that root chakra, right? It's the base of your chart that can really help you understand what you need to nurture your inner child, the sign that is there at that point looking into that sign, what do you need from that sign that can help you with it? All right. Also Chiron, your Chiron is your inner wound that you're just born with, that you can experience a lot of rejection, insecurity, pain, sadness from, and getting to know that and getting to know what that needs, how to heal it, what that Chiron needs from you. And Chiron stuff is, it's a wound. It's usually picked at and exacerbated in our youth. Okay. So your Chiron, and there's so many, so many, so many things we can talk about, but I also actually want to talk about the last fourth point is working with your Saturn. Saturn is very misunderstood. Saturn is very feared, but really Saturn is a healer. Saturn heals you though, by doing the uncomfortable, the dirty work and making you go into some things. But Saturn is like, Hey, the very treasure you seek is in the cave. You don't want to go in and I'm going to help you and make you stronger and kind of force you to go in there <laughs> for yourself. The ultimate goal is to get you out of harm's way into a place of healing and wholeness. So Saturn, we really want to look at like what house it's in and the sign it's in. They can help us understand that, yeah, first of all, we may be experienced delays and obstacles in that area of our life because something needs to be addressed, released, healed, or discovered. 
and that working with Saturn, you know, Saturn loves taking care of our physical body, dropping into that, doing work, connecting in and looking at those needs of your Saturn. It's like helping you clean out the basement of your inner child. Saturn is the adult. Saturn is, it's like lean on Saturn as almost like you're, no matter if you have your parents still around or some kind of caretaker or older figure, Saturn can be like, okay, a planetary guide for having that older like wisdom keeper who is going to keep you safe, but keep you accountable. Again, back to discipline as one of the four healthy discipline as one of the four pillars of reparenting. Look to your Saturn to see what maybe what are the boundaries I need? What's the discipline I need? What are the what's the structure that I need? So my inner child can feel safe because anyone who has children or works with children knows that children actually like discipline. They like boundaries, right? They like consistency. And a lot of us, our inner child manifestation comes out when either things feel chaotic or we make them chaotic because that's what we experienced growing up. So working with your Saturn, understanding what that means, those are four points in the chart that really help me give a little bit more context and flavor and nuance to my inner child and what they and what she needed from me. Of course, another tip for healing your inner child, working with the root chakra. Mentioned that earlier, just want to circle back to that. Doing root chakra meditations, creative visualizations, you know, working with red or dark stones, crystals, working with certain herbs that help with the root chakra grounding. Um, for me, I was very ungrounded when I started my spiritual journey. Every healer I went to was like, you got to ground, you got to ground. So I started working with really like, you know, I wanted to work with the sparkly light, you know, holographic crystals, but I was working with the tourmaline, the obsidian, the red jasper and uh, smoky quartz. And likewise, the oils that really helped me were like woody, earthy oils, spruce, pine, fir. Again, I wanted to gravitate towards like, no, I want to like have like patchouli and like lavender and rose. And those were very important too, but I really needed to ground down. So those are some recommendations that I make, uh, that I have used. And then again, grounding foods really help connect to root chakra, sweet potato, Uh, ginger, turmeric, anything that comes from the earth, right? And then of course, being in the earth helps your root chakra, sitting on earth, sitting on mother earth. Like the root chakra is our umbilical cord to mother earth. Every time we connect with it, it reactivates it, it refuels it, refeeds it. So there's that, super important. And another, you know, inner child healing tip, tool is going to be saying nurturing, kind, loving things to yourself on the daily. I want to point out, like, we put a lot of work into writing our affirmations that I send out, or ones I write that we send out daily, and we put out in our different moon guides. And I put work into them because sometimes just like a really certain mantras just fall flat to me, affirmations. So if you're saying affirmations, and there are things you wouldn't say to your best friend, to your sibling, to your child, they're not going to land for you. If you're saying you are worthy, you are deserving of love. It's like, okay, what would you say to a child crying that feels like no one loves them? You'd say, of course people love you. You are magical. It is a miracle you're walking this earth. You are so special. It's okay if those people thought that way. That's not your truth. Like that's their issue. That's their issue. They're projecting on you. You are amazing. You are so loved. Come here and let me give you a hug right? So make your mantras, make your affirmations. When you talk to your inner child, I am really sick of seeing like Pinterest boards and TikToks and YouTubes about people saying these flat ass two-dimensional affirmations. At least for me, they just, they don't connect in. So I want you 
to think about that? What would you say to a child who came to you with that? What would you say to a child, even in a moment, you're so tired, you've been working all day and you want to just force yourself to do one more thing. You think you should do one more thing. What would you say to a little baby, a little kid? No, honey, sweetie, you've done a lot today. You're cranky because you're hungry and you're tight tie and you need, you need a warm food in your belly and you need a nap, a nappy nap, right? So we're going to talk to another child like that. And then my last tip, I'm going to leave you here because I, I there's a lot I could get into, but I think these are good fundamental starting points. Show up for your inner child, make choices for them. And if you need a reminder, create an altar. I have one in my office, wherever you feel like you need it the most, in the bedroom, in your office, in your workspace, an altar to your inner child. Put some things there that lit you up, some of those things you collected even maybe, and put a picture of yourself there as a child. Like looking, I swear to God, it is so much harder to be mean to yourself when you're looking at a picture of you. I have a picture of me, pigtails, like messy cheeks, got my like Oshkosh bagosh on. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been such a bitch to her. That's not fair. She's so cute. And I've been like, what? And you just look at that like my eyes go well up with tears right now just looking at like my thinking about this picture of my inner child and my my real childlike self so putting an altar of them or at least a picture or a picture on your phone it helps you connect in and it helps you begin to make decisions from that point again back to the curiosity back to the like being sitting with your emotions back to the being tender it's like hey you're feeling sad right now okay let me let you feel sad let me let you feel into this what do you need okay you need a treat oh you need Maybe you need a new coat, your old coat, you've outgrown it and you're just sticking it around because you don't like it anymore. But like maybe when you were little, you needed someone to recognize that, yeah, you were ready for a new coat. So go, go, go search the sales racks, get yourself a coat or don't sit good, go full price on, on your inner child. But like, what does your inner child need in that moment? And just be really curious. Okay. And the last, last thing for real, I'm going to leave you on is just throw away any cookie cutter advice about your inner child. I struggled. One of the things that kept me from really honoring my inner child and stepping into the cosmic bad bitch I am today was because I kept trying to like heal my inner child as I thought she should be healed. For instance, doing activities to connect your inner child. That's a huge thing. What does your inner child need? Super, super big. But I was like, oh, I guess like, you know, painting and certain things. My inner child liked that. But yeah, sometimes I was like messy. I had to clean it up. Like, listen, I like being creative. But if I really go deeper in what my inner child really loved to do was like sit with a book and like some snacks and I go out into like this little secret areas of my house corners of my house even this little like rooftop area down by the you know the water and I would just like read and get lost in a book and have like a delicious you know sleeve of cookies or crackers and just be like "Mm, mm, mm, this is amazing so I want you to think about what lights up your inner child, not what you think your inner child should be doing, because that is just taking us out of whack, out of alignment, right? We're not shooting all over this practice. We are being open. We are listening. We are being engaged. We're being attentive. And that's where I'm going to leave you. Let me know how you like this episode. Tag us in you doing inner child healing activities at the Cosmic Rx. We'd love to see it. We'd love to hype you up. We'd love to share it. Come find me at I am Maddie Murphy. DM me. Let me know what you thought. Let me know if, you know, if this inspired you that you want another episode on something specific we talked about here. And in the meantime, I am sending you all the love, all the stardust as always.
Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.